My name is Shag, and when I was younger, my mum would make two meals for dinner. One for the family, and one for me, minus all the things I refused to eat. I'm now 35, and like millions of adults around the world, I still carry these food aversions with me to every single meal. So, with the help of my childhood friend Peach, aka the Bush Tucker Man, I'm going to conquer these common food fears one by one. This is Fussy Eater. Welcome to Fussy Eater. My name is Shag, and I'd like to thank you for joining us for the very first episode of this podcast, in which I'm going to take one for the team, for all those fussy eaters out there, and I'm going to try and take on my common food aversions one by one. So what's going to happen today, with the help of my co-host, we're going to be inviting a guest along with a particularly good version of a food I can't stand and always avoid when it's on menus, and I'm going to eat it live for you. Well, live, you know, when I'm recording it, you know what I mean. And I'm going to eat it live and I'm going to eat it during this podcast and I'm going to have to finish that uh, meal. And I'm very nervous about it because today, as all episodes, is going to be a particularly tough one for me. So <laughs> to help us through, I'd like to introduce you to my good friend, my co-host for Fussy Eater, Mr. Peach. How you doing, Peach? Uh, it's been a long time since you and I were in the same rap crew, but you forgot to say uh, rap crew colleague or click member as well. <laughs> um, thanks thanks for having me, Shag. Um, he is the titular fussy eater. And part of this podcast as well is going to be Shag convincing me that it's all right for a grown-up to hold these opinions. Because if we're talking to a legion of fussy eaters up there, I'm afraid you're all very strange and I consider it a genuine developmental step that you've missed. Part of growing up is... Working through aversions and acquiring tastes. Well, look, this I guess that's the point of this podcast. And I realised, you know, albeit quite late, is that I probably should <laughs> be able to eat these foods. So we will get to the point of, you know, we will get to the nuts and bolts of Fussy Eater very soon when I do actually eat this and we introduce our first guest. Uh, but before I do that, first of all, I want to say uh, I used to host a show here at FBI. And at the very beginning, I hosted that show with Peach. It was Peach and Shag. We did quite a few shows together. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, even before that, that we were friends in high school. And I think one of the things that have, has always defined us as a friendship is the fact that I ate almost nothing and Peach ate everything to the point where Peach has always been, you know, one of those good friends trying to help me overcome these things, especially as I got more interested in food as I grew up. And I'd like to talk about one of the things that inspired this show, a gift you gave me from a food author called Jeffrey Steingarten Mm. called The Man Who Ate Everything. Tell us about this. Former lawyer Jeffrey Steingarten took up a role as a reviewer for some American publication. I've forgotten what it is. Let's say Vogue uh, in, let's say, the early 90s. And he reflected on what he was going to do quite critically. He said, right, I'm taking on a reasonably well-paid role at a reasonably successful publication, I'm going to need to work through these childish food aversions I still have. So he wrote himself a list. I've forgotten what's on the list, but research is not what Fussy Eater is all about. (laughs) It's all about childish feelings and getting over them. Um, So the childish feeling I have is that I remember his aversions being something like kimchi, uh, cilantro or coriander, uh, Shag, can you help me out here? There was some sort of some sort oh, of Indian shellfish. desserts. He doesn't like Indian desserts. Yeah, but also doesn't like, like sardines. Yes, and some other things. Mm. It doesn't matter. You don't need to read it because you're listening to the podcast yeah. incarnation of it. Mm-hmm. But essentially, what he did was do a really basic surface pop review of whatever science he could put his hands on regarding food aversions and how you work through them. 
And a little like Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 Hours, this is probably already debunked, if not in the process of being debunked, maybe by us on this podcast. <laughs> um, Fussy Eater, <laughs> stamp debunked. Uh, perhaps this theory is in the process of being debunked, but the, the theory he bumped into was that a certain number of tries could work him through um, his aversion to Indian desserts, his aversion to pickled cabbage, his aversion to coriander. And so uh, he found that by working through these aversions, some of them he worked through, some of them he didn't. But my favourite part of the essay, and I guess the thing that really inspired this podcast, is there's a moment at the end of it when he goes to a restaurant and he opens the menu and he has this eureka moment where he looks at everything on the menu and he can't decide because everything looks great. And that is the quest of Fussy Eater. So I guess what I'm looking for with this podcast and hopefully to inspire you to find the same is that same eureka moment. Maybe not with everything, but with some foods that I've said no to for 35 years that are now sort of psychological blocks in my brain potentially I can break through under the right circumstances. So over the next however many episodes, because I have quite a few food of them, does you know? Uh, how many can you think of of mine? off Because the, they, they define me, right? How many can you think of mine off the top of your head? Eggs. Yep. Eggplant. Oh, no, I love eggplant. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. I love eggplant. Yeah. Uh, tomato? No, I love tomato. You tell me you're a ver- That's your podcast. No, I pe- can only think of eggs. Okay, peanuts. Peanuts? Uh, mushrooms. Oh, fuck it. Oh, okay, salmon, I remember mushrooms. Salmon. Avocado. This is going to be an infuriating fucking podcast. Olives. Oh, oh yeah, olives. Yeah. What other ones are there? There's quite a few more. Oh. They're, they're just off the top of my brain. And Look, treat shags, we, you do not and cannot feel like this. Treat shags path as a metaphor. Surely you're facing, if you're facing genuine and actual challenges in your life... Maybe Shag overcoming his very strange and not genuine challenges can assist you. You know what's really tough in my life, and I reckon you can definitely relate if you're a fussy eater like me, is when like someone like feels really good about making you breakfast and they're like, I've made you eggs in two ways with <laughs> mushrooms on the side and avocado. And I'm always like, I can't eat any of this. And to the point You won't. Where- you won't eat any of it. <laughs> All right. Fussy eater. That is the plan. So that's the plan. So that's what we want to do with this. I guess I'm kind of, I'm procrastinating at the moment because I'm a little bit scared because this is the very first time that I'm going to try something and I'm going to have to eat the whole thing, but it's coming up very soon. Sounds delicious. So it's time for the very first guest on the very first episode of Fussy Eater. And this is quite a special one because not only is uh, the guest my girlfriend, we're romantically linked, Uh, but number two, she is the other inspiration for this podcast because the ingredient today that I've been averse to for pretty much all of my life, and it has ruined me for breakfasts ever since I can remember, uh, is something that she's always talked about ways that she could get me to eat. So Adele, welcome to Fussy Eater. Thank you. Hi, Thank Adele. You. Thank you for having me, guys. It's exciting. Now, you are absolutely one of my favorite cooks. And I would like to ask, how did you get into cooking? Because it feels like to me that cooking has been part of your life for as long as you can remember. Yeah, so I think it was definitely mum and dad 
taught me how to cook. Um, and then my two grandmothers of either side, so mum's mum and dad's mum. That's interesting. How did how did they teach you how to cook? So grandma country. So this is another little funny thing. I've got two grandmas, grandma country and grandma city. Um, they're both still around. Grandma country lives in Oberon and grandma city's moved from Cronulla to Little Bay. Um, uh, grandma country lives on a farm and we'd go up there. No way does grandma country <laughs> live on a farm. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not. Yeah. So we'd go up there and she would teach us sort of, her things are more sweet things. So Viv was, a, my little sister Viv was mm. a little bit more interested in that. Um, and like pastries and sausage rolls and stuff like that. So we'd start out with her KitchenAid, which was pretty old and clunky. And she'd just tell us how to make, you know, pastry. And in the morning it would be sort of usually like bacon and eggs. And she would cook for her husband, my grandpa, who was a farmer, um, six meals a day. So it was like breakfast, morning tea, lunch, afternoon tea and dinner. And then sometimes supper. But they would come in from the farm for a break every sort of like three or four hours and she'd cook another meal and it would always have, wow. have to be different. Things like tongue and, you know, cold cuts and yeah. That's bloody delicious. Yeah, it's pretty amazing actually. Anyway, so she taught me just sort of that that style of home cooking. Grandma City was more of an entertaining cook, which is probably kind of like what I like doing. Um, lots of sort of 80s and 90s dishes. Jats so, and cheese cubes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and things like sweet and sour, um, you know, pork and pineapple upside down cake and real Woman's Weekly or CWA yeah, wow. sort of cooking. So she teach me that. And then she had this beautiful recipe book that was just scraps of paper put together and we'd all kind of look around and have a little cook from there. Um, and then my auntie, her sister, when I was about seven years old, bought me the microwave cookbook for kids. And that was amazing. And so that was when I, I was self-taught in making um, scrambled eggs. So I taught myself how to make scrambled eggs by putting it into the microwave and mixing it around at 30 seconds, adding, you know, milk and always cheese and butter and salt and pepper. And that brings me to this podcast. And one of the things that inspired it is the fact that you have always said, because I mean, it is so annoying having someone like me, you know, with you when, who can't eat eggs because, it, you know, it makes breakfast really difficult. Yeah. And you have always said, Adele, that you could win me over with your scrambled eggs. Now, funnily enough, the thing about Fussy Eater is... Look, I have an aversion to microwave scrambled eggs. Oh, I don't make microwave scrambled eggs anymore. I feel like I I should just add in. Okay, so maybe that was when I was about seven. Maybe when I was 10, my uncle and auntie came around and I was like, I'll make you scrambled eggs. And my auntie's like, "Uh, you're kidding me. You make scrambled eggs in the microwave. You know you make them on the stove. And I was like, but how? And then she taught me how to make scrambled eggs properly. So for 20 years, it's been on a stove top. I was like, I need to tell you guys that. Now, yeah. this, this podcast is recorded at FBI, which means scrambled eggs really isn't too much of a possibility. But one of the things about this podcast is it's all about what is that thing that we could bring into the studio that could potentially win me over. And what you landed on was a frittata. Yeah, so obviously easily transportable. Um, something that's got lots of flavours in it that could, you know, emphasise how good eggs are. Um, bit of cheese in there. I feel like egg, it sounds weird, but like eggs and cheese is a good sort of gateway to scrambled eggs. I feel like when I was a kid, I liked putting cheese in my scramblers. Um, and then a little bit of, oh, those herbs and salt and pepper. And then the sort of normal Italian frittata stuff like basil, tomato, a bit of 
Mitch. Now, now, Pete, now, Pete, tell me, do you think if I get through this frittata and I'm okay with that, that's a bit of a gateway to me enjoying eggs? There are always a number of approaches you can take to things. I, I, I think Adele's is a very reasonable approach to take. Now, the opposite is to poach you a gloopy egg and say, take this gloopy egg with no salt, no pepper, no basil, no tomatoes, no anything, just barely poached, the yolk's still wet and quivering. And you just, you chomp on that, or you have a lovely rocky shake where you stand there drinking raw eggs. So there are two paths. One is the gentle, loving path that, that... Adele, for reasons of her own, is adopting with you. And the alternative is, eat these fucking eggs. <laughs> well, because, I mean, I guess the things, and, you know, if you uh, agree with me in the sense that you also can't deal with eggs, there's two things that I find difficult about eggs that I think you alluded to in your hilarious description. Number one, the texture, I find quite difficult. But number two, the smell. And what was really interesting, uh, Adele and I were driving to the studio, and as I was smelling this frittata, I had the thing that I think a lot of fussy eaters have, where... I like the smell. Stop talking about fussy eaters like they exist. They do. This is such garbage. No, it's a thing. (laughs) It's a thing because I was like, I love, like, I love basil. I love the smell of cheese. I love all these things. But then I could also smell that egg smell. (laughs) That was totally tainting it for me. And it's like, I need, this is the point where I need to get over it. So I, I have to ask before we bring it out and before we get ready to eat, what. As a, like as an egg fan, because I think one of the things I've realized, especially when I learned to love chili, is the fact that with with a food that you don't dislike, you don't try to bear it. You don't go, okay, well, I'll just deal with the things you don't like. No, you enjoy those parts of it. So, for example, chili. I didn't understand chili till I realized you were supposed to kind of enjoy the burn. That made me go, oh, and that changed chili for me. And now I quite enjoy chili. Um, can I just add in that no one likes the smell of eggs? Oh, really? Yeah, like eggy, eggy smell. So, like, so even as, as an egg eater, you don't like the smell of eggs? Not like necessarily. Oh, I think Adele's alluding to the classic description of someone's awful farts. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah, but yeah. I don't it's know. Not smell, like a, I feel like I've walked through the you're... looking glass. I feel like I'm about to be pod punked or something. <laughs> yeah, like, eggs don't have the strongest smell, do they? They oh, really do. I feel do. like they do. And I feel like it's not something where you wake up in the morning and you're like... Eggs are cooking. It's like bacon's cooking or onion in, yeah. in butter. It's not like, oh, eggs. I'm just going to have to stand to be corrected on this one. Okay. All right, Fussy smeller. It's your boy. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's bring out the frittata right now. Cool. Uh, now, before we do get into eating the frittata, and I know it sounds like I'm procrastinating. I'm not. <laughs> but I think we should mention, Peach, you now have uh, your own chicken. Yes. Charlotte Sparkle Rainbow. <gasps> What's up, Charlotte? Named by your children, I imagine. Yeah, my two eldest daughters collaborated. <laughs> um, Alice, Alice, my wife's a vet, as you guys well know. And uh, for my early Christmas present this year, I received a chicken that had already been named by the time I got home from work. And Can I ask, if, if, if it mm. hadn't been named by your daughters, what would you have called your chicken? I would have thought of a... Ve- Look, frittata actually strikes <laughs> me as a pretty good name. I would have done my best to think of a food-based pun yeah, because... Gotcha. Just so it knows that its time is limited. Yeah, but it's it's it, look. She's not getting eaten. I'm afraid she eats too many of too many spiders. Um, you know, she saves our lives on the daily. Very rarely scratches anyone with her very sharp claws. And do you as uh, like do you get a chicken for the eggs? Is that like one of the yes. blessings of having a chicken? Um, and 
I didn't really want to reveal this because I'm hoping you do come and stay at our house at some stage. But we have a fair few spiders, some, a fair oh, number of which are funnel webs. Oh, so, are you kidding? Oh, yeah, you shouldn't have told Tom. Oh, that yeah. freaks me out. I can't. One of the so, things. No, we're well working through your emotions. Okay. Well, You're a fussy next spider bite. Fussy spider. Fussy spiders. Fussy spiders. <laughs> so don't worry, we'll get Charlotte there to eat them all and we might get two or three more in time. So they'll all be eaten oh, and we'll, and okay. we'll turn, those, turn those delicious spiders into omelettes and you'll sit there, sit there eating them. All right, so uh, in, and eggs. in front of us, once again, Adele, tell us about this frittata you've made. Okay, so I went for the classic Italian frittata. Now looking at it, no, I realised that it's, it's potato that I thought it might have been a bit too egg heavy, especially for the first first time or for oh. eggs, but it's actually layers of potato. So there's some um, obviously like fresh basil and tomato in there and onion, um, a bit of, I would have liked to get pancetta, but we went with bacon Everything for everybody's sake is organic and sustainable and free and range. Free range and cool, which is cruelty awesome. free, of course. Mm-hmm. Which is great. This is like a $30 for data. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it basically is. Um, then, yeah, you know, you've got to season the eggs well, I suppose, mm. and the basil does for the herb side, and then a bit of palmy and a bit of normal cheese. Just to take my normies through it um, and leave you fussy eaters wherever, wherever it is you like to be, there's a pleasing wobble to the eggs, which oh, is what you excellent. want to see with the frittata. Um, nice crispy cheese on top. I think Adele and I are going to tuck in. Let's. Uh, I want to hear what you think. You know what's freaking me out? Because I'm Dominic. so scared. Peach just took the most biggest eggy chunk into his mouth and I'm like, that even that kind of scared me a little bit. No, I think this is all right. Does it scare you as much as the spiders that are going to bite you <laughs> when you come to my house? That. Do you know that my godson lives at the house full of spiders? Are you going to come oh, visit? Oh, uh, no, I do need to. I need to. Yes, sorry. I do need to come and visit. How are you going to teach him to fight his demons or his mm. spiders? No, Jack, how are you going to teach him? <laughs> well, this podcast does it. Oh. I can't fight them all at once. Mm. I do have a dream, though, and this is a total side thing, mm. of creating, like, a virtual reality, mm. like, spider simulation for people like me. So, it's like, you can have spiders crawling all over you, oh, and the terrible. feeling of it, but that... This is a very strange and bad idea. No, Why no, do you want to do that? No, because then you can get used to it. So, then if heaps of spiders actually crawl over you, you'll be fine. What? Anyway, anyway, Peach, tell me, what do you think of the frittata? Uh, it's gone. Uh, oh, wow. It's probably the most eloquent um, comment I can make about it. Um, uh, just just by way of background, it's been 48 hours since I've eaten anything because uh, I've been vomiting all weekend. And this sort of rich, eggy, properly seasoned, vaguely crunchy frittata is the, the, the... It's just the right... I'm, I'm going to be having another piece very shortly. Oh, I'm so glad. So am I. You're actually one... Like, I'm always a little bit nervous to cook for you. This Let's is what good. One, one be the, nervous. One of the stories, and I, I, I don't know. You can you can stories. edit this out if you like. <laughs> I don't mind. This automatically means it's it just, I'm just oh, a shit. little bit afraid because I've heard, and I think your mother told me this story that you haven't eaten one of her meals before. Um, she cooked for you. I think it I think might it have even your been birthday. your 30th birthday, and she cooked and some pork. You I refused to eat it. <laughs> On great grounds, but then I'm always like, oh, that's his mum, so imagine if I've done this, something This wrong. is a half-truth. <laughs> uh, I've always been afraid ever since. The year was 2011. 
Um, we were on holiday. Um, we're all um, people who went to private school in Sydney holiday, which is to say Bluey's Beach. Uh, and it was lovely. I was there with my family, including mum. And she said, what do you want to cook? And I, 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 I cook on these holidays, so I, I do all the meals. What do you want? Yeah, what are we going to do Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, etc. And one of the nights, I'm just like, oh, can, can you cook pork belly? Yes, I can. I'd love to. Sounds great. Uh, can we make sure it's free range? I ask. Mum says, yep, that's fine. Fine. I don't think about it again. She doesn't think about it again. A month, month later, we're on holiday. Mum says, here's the pork belly. I say, that's great. And I say, so it was free range? She was like, oh, they didn't have free range. But here's the pork belly. And I was like, oh, well, no, that's, that's yeah, you know. Um, and, I, and I said, that's fine. We bought it now. So, of course, I'm going to cook it. Definitely going to cook it for everyone. I'm, I'm not going to eat it. Oh. And mum was fairly upset um, about it. And uh, my wife and I had omelettes with the, <laughs> with the balance of the meal while everyone was sitting down and having pork belly. And so, from that moment, I've developed a reputation for being a bit of... A fussy eater. <laughs> no, but that's actually that. That's better because you cooked it. It's not like your mum slaved away on the hot stove with it, pork belly or. But it's worse because it was a much juicier story for the podcast before that we yes. knew the actual truth. Do you want to hear the worst bit? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't finished on the night, and it looked exquisite. <gasps> and so I cut off a little bit the next day and ate it. And it was oh, fucking exceptional. And I've never told my mum. It that's was awesome. delicious. That's, so that's amazing. Sorry, mum. Love that you, mum. Awesome. Um, P.S. I've had, you've made pork belly for us once and it was amazing. One it was the, all right. No, I, no, you weren't so happy, but I thought it was great. Mm. Okay. It's time will come. It's no, time let's will just come. chill. He's about to take a bite. But okay. Adele, Adele, what's going with you over there? Yeah, not much. I have, I've got one little bite left. But yeah, no, that's I, cool. I'll get to it. That's cool. You know. Anyway, I'll just check the all old right. watch. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, dudes. Okay, all right. I'm taking my first bite, okay? It's being chewed. We've got a sharp <laughs> intake of breath that? through the nose. What is that? A hand to the chest. And Shag's staring oh. at the frittata. He's reflecting on whether he's going to vom, I think. But I don't think he is. He's holding his mouth. He hasn't, he hasn't okay. done a dry heave and we're going right. to the second fork. He's and, I, and I've got to explain for my fussy eater dudes out there and dudettes is that... Who don't exist. <laughs> the the flavour is delicious. So number one, I can deal with this flavour. And I've noticed now that perhaps egg... High compliment actually... to your loving girlfriend who so, slaved over To the one th- that is romantically linked. <laughs> <laughs> so, so <laughs> I'm going to put that on all my cards from now on. <laughs> Thank you for being romantically linked to me. But um, so... Next what, bite. So what I would like to say, and Peach, I will get there. But one of the things I'd like to say is that Egg doesn't seem to have too much of a flavor, but it's the texture that's throwing me. And psychologically, my brain's like, you can't eat this. This is the texture you don't like. And that's that look on my face. That's me going, no brain, I can get through this. And you have to finish the whole slice of Mm. frittata, which, mind you, is not that large a slice of frittata. Like, it's a pretty average slice, right? Yeah. It's not over the top. I don't know. Texture is an underrated thing to have an aversion oh, to, though. It's tough though because it's like it's the one thing that's in my in my brain as I'm eating. Like, yeah, but shake. Like, I feel like you're on cruise control. How much of an aversion is this? Yeah, I you think you're doing right. exceptionally really well. Really well. I tell you, what, if this is how future ones go, this is going to be a crap podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you're like, oh, now I like it. He's but he's no, well no. and truly happy. You're doing all right, yeah, but he's doing also very well. I think you're probably trying to refrain from offending me too much. 
No, no. You're I going think... fast, which is handy. I'm just trying to get through it now. Perhaps we should do it at lunch times in future. Well, that's the thing. I tried not to eat too much. So oh, yeah, hungry. well done. Um, Vegemite toast this morning. Oh, yeah. That works. No eggs. <laughs> no eggs. Ah. So what, yeah, what I want to say so far is that as someone who can't deal with eggs, I'm amazed at how little that the smell of them translate to how they taste is what I'd like to put out there. Okay. Question for you. Mm-hmm. Are you enjoying it? Um, it's rich. Adele question. <laughs> no, Adele question for you. If you if, if you've been sitting opposite this man at, at mm. tables across Australia and across the world mm. for the best part of 7 years, mm-hmm. um, how how surprising or shocking is the sight of him? Chomping away on some eggs. Are you are you are you jumping for joy, or are you saying, "Oh, I'm making some progress"? I feel like it doesn't look like it's an enjoyable experience. I feel like he's doing that thing where he is trying to power through, and so I'm not necessarily jumping for joy. But if in you know like a few weeks time when we're having that leftover Christmas ham and I'm making some scrambled eggs, ham and eggs, maybe I must say if there's one food Shag does not have an aversion to, it is. Christmas food when it's oh. in the form of leftovers. Oh. That'll be the way to convince him to eat anything to yeah. say, oh, this was served yesterday at Christmas mm. lunch. I like that. It'll work. I like that plan. He's These got one bite to go. These eggs were served yesterday. <laughs> I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Okay, so this is the last bite. No, this is good. I, th- I, th- I think we can call that done. Mm. So, what, what, uh, Shag and I spent some time reflecting on this podcast and 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 I've spent some time trying to believe him that a food aversion exists and is not nonsense. And so that means we've spent some time attempting to formulate a question. And I haven't quite got there yet, but Shag, you're a fussy eater when it comes to eggs. How do you feel about them now? Well, one of the things that I had a theory about would happen in this show and didn't want to say until the very end is that what's interesting about it is even though I don't necessarily like these foods and I'm scared of them. And I've always just told myself I don't like them. It is a bit of a psychological barrier and putting this whole show around it. And I think one of the things you guys talked about was that it looked really easy. I've been building myself up in my brain to do this for weeks and months, you know, as we've had this idea. So I think what's really interesting, I found this out after our first episode is that I can force myself to eat anything and I'll get through it. So it tasted like I like, like, you know, there were definitely- but only if there's a podcast that you've been planning for months. Well, no, no, but I think it's interesting is the fact that it's like you can pu- you can push through that. And there were definitely like there were definitely things I really enjoyed about that. It was still very scary and tough for my brain that consistency of eggs. Shag's pointing Adele to his chest is, uh, when he refers to his brain. Just brain. But this is what it's like. Uh, this is what I'm trying to say. Like when you are like someone who is like scared of food, it's like it's a legitimate thing that like freaks you out. Like I'm sweating. It was like my brow is wet, powering through that. But you also I got... sound like a very young child. Scary for my brain. <laughs> But look, I believe I got through that. And honestly, thinking about it now, I feel like this isn't impossible. I feel like I could like eggs, you know, by, by, you know, slowly doing these introductions. And through this podcast, I reckon, hopefully, I'm going to get to a whole bunch of things that uh, I always thought I didn't like and like. 
at the well, end of it. Well, that means it's a big thank you to Adele. Uh, Adele, our oh. favourite ever guest, our most special guest. <laughs> yes. Thanks th- thanks for coming on to Fussy Eater. <laughs> thank you so much, guys. No, and uh, congratulations for helping your future breakfast partner evolve. Oh. Who is romantically Old linked romantically to me? Oh, let's keep Shag. that romantic link, you guys. <laughs> thanks for joining us. This was produced by FBI Radio in Sydney, fbiradio.com. Thank you.